Let's get real, let's get inspirational, a little bit emotional, and let's shed some sunshine. This is the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Welcome! Good day and happy Wednesday! And happy second episode of this week! Because it is Mental Health Awareness Month, and sadly today is the last day, but that's okay. Make sure that you are still checking in with yourself and your mental health throughout the whole year, because it's very important. Thank y'all. Today I have a new friend joining us whose book is now out in the world. Again, one day old. I swear, 5.30 was gay day. The gays took over. A lot of excellent queer writers put books out. So, um, the gay best friend um, with new friend Nick, or Nicholas, we'll get into it. You'll see. There's, you know what? Yeah. So, be sure to go check out the book. Of course, I'm going to put it in the episode description. Um, But let's chat about it first with the author. Sound good? Great. Let's go. Thank you so much for joining me. I definitely forgot to ask you before this. Do you prefer to go by Nicholas or Nick? Uh, You know, both, but Nick. Nick, okay. (laughs) You know. I probably should have done that beforehand, but whatever. That's (laughs) my bad. But anyways, Nick, thank you so much for joining me. I answer to anything. Yeah. (laughs) Look at, well, hopefully not everything, though. (laughs) Like, True, there should be a line. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, thank you uh, again uh, for, I always want to say stopping by, but technically we're in two different places, but. For logging in. I mean, thank you for having me. Oh, of course. Yeah, I like was, I was mean, saying, it's my, my first, first thing for for the gay best friend. So yeah, I'm super excited, and I, I make this joke probably too much, but I feel like my new goal in life is to get every queer author on this show and talk about books, and then beat everybody down. Like, hey, buy this book, thanks, bye. I love of that goal because there needs to. I mean, I feel like that needs to be a thing—a podcast where like every author is just. Yeah, the gays, and there's yes. so many. Like, I feel like there's so many more now than there were like literally five years ago. Correct. Yes, that's why. Yeah, no, I I was a big reader when I was a kid, but then high school and college kind of burned me. Where it was like, you have to read these books, and I was like, mm, Gnosis, that's not it. I don't want to read these. Yeah. So I picked it back up as an adult, and now I'm like, there's gay stories out there. What is this? Like, this was right. unheard and of. So many to choose from. Yeah, and different. It's a golden age. Different levels, I will say too. Yeah, <laughs> that's a PG way of saying it, but yeah, there is. Yeah, well, because I remember even like when I was in college reading like gay stuff, and back then it was like more limited options, and like literally, I mean, one I don't have you read this book by um, Larry? I have not. So it was like the original like gay novel. It's called Faggots. Um, <laughs> kind of a divisive title yeah. right off the bat and it's like it was published in the 70s like before the AIDS crisis so it was like oh. it's like a it's like an amazing book but um you know anyway though my only reason for bringing that up is like that's what it was like you know 15 yeah. years ago and now it's like there's a new gay book being published every two seconds every yeah um in on May 30th of 2023 there's 50 million gay books, I feel like, being published on that day. Yeah, that is gay day. 
It really is, which brings me to your book that's coming out on Gay Day, uh, The Gay Best Friend. So uh, before we jump into it and kind of get a summary and everything, um, if you want to just give a little intro about yourself, because you know you better than anybody else, let everybody know who you are. And like I said, if you want to share childhood trauma, go for it. (laughs) So yeah, when I was 11 years old, right. um, no, <laughs> um, was that pretty, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I, so my name is, uh, Nicholas Dudamizio and I, um, am an author, uh, of my debut came out in 2021. It was called burn it all down. Um, and now I have a new book coming out on gay day called the gay best friend, um, yeah, so I'm kind of like new in my like publishing career, but before this I was I had been writing for over a decade and trying to get published and failing. Um so I had kind of a but my I had a career outside of that too, um right. working in media at places like Condé Nast and Vogue, Allure, MTV, um and a really horrible startup website called mike.com where I was a staff writer and that was a whole journey um that I talk about on Instagram sometimes but um yeah that's basically the gist now I am a full-time author and I'm like it's my dream job and I'm so happy well that's awesome especially as we were saying more gay people (laughs) we Mm. want we want everybody to live their best dream fantasies in life right now so um so let's talk about the book if you want to give a summary what's it about how did it come to you and then maybe a little bit of the writing process as well because after talking to a couple authors I know it takes some times and usually you have you're like hey this book is published being published right now but like I wrote it a year ago (laughs) like it was oh yeah this one actually uh it's I wrote it three years ago, which oh, is wow. <laughs> insane. Yeah. So basically, um I well, I guess I'll start with the synopsis of what yeah. the book is about and then I'll get into the whole, you know, that's how it got here. Yeah. But, but um The Gay Best Friend, um, it is a summer wedding comedy told entirely from the point of view of the best man who <clears throat> is the gay best friend of the the groom. They were like childhood best friends. And then he came out of the closet in college and their friendship kind of changed um and then the groom started seeing this this girl kate who is the bride and now they're like in their 30s but um when he started seeing kate the main character dominic and kate became very close so he's also pretty much her gay best friend um so he's best friends with both of them and uh which is fine until when the book starts and it's the summer leading up to the wedding and he has to throw patrick a bachelor party and um patrick and his other friends are kind of uh certain you know certain kind of guys they were all frat brothers in college and things get a little out of control and dom and then meanwhile, the bride is like in his ear saying like, don't let things get out of control, <laughs> like wanting him to babysit yeah. and kind of report back to her. And so he's stuck in the middle of a like mountain of secrets that basically starts to build uh, throughout the course of the book. And both the bride and groom expect him to be loyal 
to them and he's kind of just like why the fuck aren't you talking to each yeah. other you're getting married i'm just trying to have uh, a good time <laughs> exactly so uh it's kind of that it's like him trying to navigate um this tricky situation where he has to play both sides um and also like realize that he needs to be his own um you know the main character in his own life right despite because he's so used to being like the stereotypical gay best friend so um and there's a little bit of a romance wo- woven in throughout as well so that makes it fun yeah um so yeah it's kind of like a, a bridesmaids but gay situation here for it <laughs> totally here for it but yeah i can see the struggle of you're both my best friend i don't want to put you on the back burner but also i gotta put me first <laughs> yeah so. well, and i will say that element of it is very much inspired by um some real life experiences and um like where i was in the actual position of going you know like, like throwing a bachelor party and then being like with all the bridesmaids a month later at the bachelorette party and like when you've just been to a bachelor party and then you're at the bachelorette with like all the wives and girlfriends of the guys that were at the party. Like, I feel like there are people who have been on trial for murder who have yeah. been like grilled less <laughs> than being in that position where, so like, I always knew I wanted to write about that. Um, and I've been in that position twice somehow, like between oh, being no. that is friends with like stressful. couples. Yeah. So and I, I can knew- see it. I know how <laughs> women are. They, the, let's go to brunch. And then they're right. all like, you sit on that side. We'll sit on this side. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like immediately. So what did Patrick do? Yeah. Um, no, but uh, so, yeah, I knew I, I, I knew I was going to write about it in some way at some point um, in the past. I used to write like memoir and I, I thought maybe I would write like something in that realm. But um, I'm glad that I went with the fictionalization uh, version because I don't want to throw anybody under the bus and it is yeah. a totally fictional story totally fictional characters um, but there's a little you know a, a touch of real life inspiration behind it no definitely and the fact that you got put in that situation twice it's like it was and it was like in the cool. same year too like both oh, weddings gosh. were like within the same so that's like two bachelor parties two bachelorette parties right after each other like it was so it was an insane year. For yeah, it would that. make me if I made yeah. new friends be like, "Are you planning on getting married anytime soon?" Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if so, I that. can only be friends with one of you. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, <laughs> after you erase the other one from my memory forever. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you said you started writing it, or you wrote it three years ago. How how did it come about and circle back now? Yeah. So uh, 2020, our favorite year, of the, course. Uh, <laughs> pandemic was happening and um i was i had just finished edits for burn it all down my first novel and um i was living i was still living in jersey at the time mm-hmm. and like totally locked down like it was this that period of covid like the spring summer and um i was like i should write the next book if i want to like give my publisher an option book to hopefully like keep getting published so um I kind of just had that the idea for this book in the back of my mind so I was like you know what I'm just gonna go for it at the time I was really like I was binge reading as like my escapism from like the horrors of COVID I was binge reading um, Ellen Hildebrand 
I don't know if you've ever read her. I have not. But um, she writes like basically every year she comes out with like a um, beach read set in Nantucket. And they're just really juicy, lots of drama, like rich people behaving badly type oh. thing. And it's just so fun. Like I, I like can just devour an Ellen Hildebrand novel without even thinking about it. You know, it's, yeah. it's that type of read. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I want to write something like in an Ellen type of right uh, tradition set on the beach, unapologetic beach read, like rich people being assholes. And um, I was like, what better story to insert into that <laughs> scenario than like this whole bachelor bachelorette party thing. Right. So, um, so yeah, so I, I wrote it that summer cause I had like nothing else going on. I was, I mean, I was working at Vogue at the time, but it was totally dead. Um, so I really was just writing my book and, uh, and I, I finished it that fall and then I moved upstate and a bunch of stuff happened. I didn't end up getting a chance to like edit it and actually mm-hmm. submit it to the publisher until, um, the spring, like right before Burn It All Down came out. Gotcha. But the curveball, and this is why we love slash hate the publishing industry, <laughs> is that by then my editor of Burn It All Down, who was like my champion at Little mm-hmm. Brown, which was my first publisher, um, he had been laid off or fired or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I really had no editor. And like the replacement editor that they gave me for Burn It All Down was um she was lovely but she was um she was james patterson's editor and mm. she only edited him because he puts out like a million books a year and, i was gonna say yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like and she really doesn't acquire books like she yeah. just they have a whole system so it was i mean not to talk shit about my old publisher but kind of because they just yeah. like stuck me with someone who like couldn't care less about my yeah. career and um, so anyway, so we sent it to her and she was like, mm, sorry, no. And so then like the summer that Burn It All Down came out, my agent had to then go try to find a new publisher. And uh, that was a journey. Being on submission is always really hard. And um, unfortunately, the sales of Burn It All Down like were not very good. So um, a lot of publishers were like very honestly just saying like this is pretty good but uh he's not selling copies of his book that's out right now so why would we want to take him on so that was like yeah it was like a dark period yeah (laughs) plus you know a global pandemic still going on (laughs) still in like 21 we're just still out of it so uh i was pretty like in retrospect i'm like i can't believe i survived that yeah um the high of getting published for the first time and then like the low of immediately being yeah. told, like you're um but thank god uh eventually um an editor reached out and like was in love with it she was obsessed with it she was like i want to buy it and she um offered us a two book deal so we took it that was in um the fall of 2021 and uh so yeah so basically throughout 2022 like we did some revision mm-hmm. um we changed the title um the original title was what happens in mystic because it takes place in mystic connecticut gotcha um, but uh obviously the gay best friend is like 
the best title. I couldn't believe yeah. like no book existed yet with that name. Yes. You when know? I Google it too, I was like, oh, I know that there, there's the movie, the GBF, I think it's. GBF, yeah. Yeah. With I remember Jojo that. in it. And I've met Jojo oh. in person and I love her. <laughs> yes. Oh, I need to rewatch that. Yeah. Um, it's a hidden gem for sure. <laughs> Um, and it kind of, I mean, I know that was like a high school movie, but similar themes. You know? They were all like 32. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Like by then Jojo was like literally. Literally. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so it worked out thankfully. And I couldn't be happier with my new publisher. I think they're really oh, good. creative and like, they're very um, like, they understood the challenge of trying to break, break, me out as like a an author who already debuted and um they were up to the challenge so um and so far like they gave me like the most amazing cover i'm obsessed with it it's so beachy and like completely and that's definitely that's actually my next question if you want to segue into that because that's something i've started to do more recently too is the cover art i think is so cool on a lot of books and this one as well too it's very beachy how did that come about is that something that you had input in or they were just like here it is bye <laughs> hope you like it <laughs> right well you know it was kind of a mix so um let's see if i have one so like i was really obsessed with so my direction i gave them was like so like this is an ellen book right and there's it's always like a beach scene usually kind of photo real yeah. um and like very simple text and just like it just like says like this is a beach read read, yeah and uh so that was like the suggestion that i gave them they were like well it's probably gonna have to be animated and not like an actual photo Photo. because animated i guess the like the photo like the ellen covers that tends to skew towards like an older demographic and they wanted to have something that could potentially appeal to like the TikTok crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Book talk. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So then we started talking about like animated covers that I liked. And of course, like Emily Henry came up and she always right. has covers. And um, and so we actually got the artist of her UK covers. Mm-hmm. So she has like a different, slightly different um versions of her books in US and UK. And so we got that same artist and so they gave us she gave us a um like a bunch of different options and then they tested them um and then yeah this is what we ended up with and like i love it i like one piece of input i said was like vineyard vines vibes and yeah like, yeah definitely yeah this is like the color palette of their entire brand so yeah we uh yeah i i i'm like really happy with it um and we got the same artist to design my book that comes out next year. Um, and I just saw it l- like last week and it's another like stunning beachy cover. So oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. I it's... just, you know, the beach. Yeah. And that's, I always joke and I, I've talked to some authors all gay on this, <laughs> all queer and gay on this. So, and it, it's I, with writers, I'm like, y'all are like, the the mom with 50 kids like you never stop every time you turn around you're like here's the new book like especially if you try to hit it 
once a year <laughs> you're like yeah. constantly you're like i have a one-year-old and now a one-month-old <laughs> like and i'm like nursing this one feeding this one exactly like, yeah it's very <laughs> the um i mean i'm i'm so like grateful to finally like be in the position where like i have the one in yeah. the hopper while the one is coming out um and I feel like I didn't realize the first time around, like how tight it all happens together. Right. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of pressure. The schedule is is interesting. And um, I mean, then there's like some authors who do like who publish more than one a year, which I just can't even fathom. A lot. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think if I could if I could keep this pace going, I'll be extremely happy. Well, good. And I'm we'll excited for the next one and this one as well uh this is the the halftime show if you will where i have random questions that i've come up with kind of geared towards each guest um that i'm gonna ask you and see your opinions i love a halftime show moment i do too i just cannot sing so don't expect that (laughs) I was hoping for like a full gaga. Yeah, like all right, here we go. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, if you could have three famous gay or queer best friends, who would you pick and why? Oh. What an interesting question. I try. <laughs> um, so like famous gays that I want to be friends with. Um, no. <laughs> platonically, of course. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, you... that'd be a whole other conversation if it was right. more than three. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Um uh what's his name? Um Dan Levy, of course, because he's hilarious. Yeah, he was and, one of my picks. <laughs> um so like, yeah, that I'm sure that's like everyone's pick. But I mean, because he's fun and hilarious and dry humor, and I feel like that would just yeah. be amazing. Um Melissa Etheridge because mm. she is like a musical queen and yeah. I've seen her live a bunch of times and she's just like um I don't know I guess you could say she like growing up in the 90s you know yeah. like she was like the first lesbian like to me she was like even before Ellen like she was yeah like, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know and like I just love her music um okay so him Melissa Etheridge and uh wow this is so hard and why am i like when it comes to oh you know who um another musician tj osborne from the brothers osborne because i really like their music they're like i don't know if you're familiar i'm not but i'm like okay cool (laughs) i'll have to google it they're like on all of my they're like a country duo oh okay Um, and uh like just really like great music for like like driving around on a sunny day or like having a barbecue in the backyard or something yeah um and he like randomly came out as gay like a year or two ago maybe um and i was like shut up i never even saw it coming but right. i love it we're, we're everywhere yeah that's so much just randomly like hey guys by the way <laughs> like and to do it like to like his audience too which is yeah. like like the country community is notoriously not yep. <laughs> correct. Um, my my hat truly goes off to him. So yeah, I'll have to look at that. 
look him up look them up i guess yes, the brothers osborne they're like it's they're good okay well i'll go after this um <laughs> when it comes to secrets because this book has secrets it seems like there's always secrets with gay people i feel like though <laughs> um <laughs> this is a would you rather would you rather have the power to know everybody's secrets just by looking at them or have the power to where nobody can ever know your secrets oh you know i feel like i would want i feel like the first one would be like very fascinating and fun especially like as an author where you're trying to like oh yeah true yeah and but it would also be probably so overwhelming and i would like crumble under the the pressure of like knowing how like fucked up everybody and so what I if feel somebody's like, like I murdered somebody and you're like oh god like, <laughs> what do I do <laughs> like it's and like people like I feel like the when stuff and like in this book and in real life like sometimes like when like when those like deepest secrets come out mm-hmm. it's like the people you would like never expect and stuff right. and like shatters your whole worldview so I'm definitely gonna go with number two <laughs> gotcha yeah just know, know my secret not that I really have any but say yeah i'm like oh well whatever but now that now think about it because i was like it would be cool to know people's secrets but then it's like "Mm, that could get scary that's always like the serial killer that they're like they seem like such a normal person and i'm like well bonds in the basement (laughs) (laughs) record them and they're like well how do you know yeah exactly that's yeah (laughs) lord uh this is one that i like to ask just about anybody that's written a book uh what would be three songs that would be on a soundtrack to the gay best friend Oh, okay. Um, definitely it would all be like yacht rock. Um although okay, so I'm gonna say number one, um Crazy by Aerosmith, mm. which is like mentioned in the book, so I feel like that has to be on there. <laughs> um Pour It Up by Rihanna, because I feel like that's a stripper anthem yeah i was gonna say now i feel like that's gonna be stuck <laughs> in my head all day <laughs> and uh one of my favorite characters in the book happens to be a stripper no spoilers but um so pour it up by Rana. and you know as corny as it may be don't stop believing by journey okay that's a choice you know, <laughs> like for that end of the mo- end of the book yeah like, like feel good oh, moment yeah Okay, there was no Taylor Swift, but whatever. I can. Oh my god! That. I not put Taylor, and I'm like, I'm like a huge. I Swift. was like, cruel summer. I don't know, like something. Yes. Cool. All right. If there, I'll, all right. I have to have a add a Taylor bonus pick. So yeah. weirdly, because folklore came out like when I was writing it. Oh yeah, that would be yeah. I was listening to that a lot. Yeah. Um, and plus, so the way that it what? came out was like surprise, bitch. Yes. Here's an album. <laughs> and it was like, but it was perfect. You know what? Yeah. Illicit Affairs. Oh, that's a good one, too. <laughs> oh, not really a feel-good good song. But... Yeah, I was like, that's not where I thought that was going, but not all right. Beach read, you would accept. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now readers are like, wait, what? How do you go from Don't Stop Believing to Illicit Affairs? <laughs> like, <laughs> what happened? <sighs> the drama. It has multitudes, this book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, last random question that I came up with. Um, kind of goes back to what we were talking about, because... There was not a lot of 
gay stories in books, movies, or anything like that um, 10, 15 years ago. Um, so if you could redo three rom-com movies and make them gay, which three would you pick and why? Oh my God, this is such a good question. Okay. Okay. I'm glad I hate, I was like, what if he's like, I hate rom-coms. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> no, like, I, I like, I could give you like 10, but okay, let's see. So three. Um, one has got to be Pretty Woman. Oh yeah. Um, and for any, if you agree, then I do have to say my one of my critique partners, Stephen Salvatore, actually has a gay pretty woman like book coming out next March. So everyone be on the lookout for that because it's amazing. It's called The Boyfriend Subscription. Um, and but it's like flipped. So instead of like the sex worker being like the broke one who gets mm-hmm. with like millionaire, it's actually the sex worker is like the big, rich, successful guy. And he runs like on OnlyFans, basically. Yeah. And um, it's just like a normal person. So it's like, you know, so yeah, pretty woman for sure. Um I want to say my best friend's wedding. Yeah, my best friend's wedding. I mean, which was also like a very big inspiration for this book, too. So um You're like, and- I did that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and um uh Probably an unexpected choice, but he's just not that into you. I don't know if you have you seen that. Yes, and I hated it. <laughs> you hated it. That's my like... my best friend. She literally was like, "I love this. You should watch." And I watched, and I said, "That was gross. I did not like that. Oh that one God, bitch got wait. on my nerves." <laughs> the main girl, Gigi. Uh, which one? the one she played in that one show too. I don't know. She got on my nerves. The so one that... she was definitely an acquired taste. But I mean, well, I just, I loved it so much in, I don't know, maybe it, could, it was like the life phase I was in when I watched it too. And I like just saw myself in like every character. But um, but the thing, but the reason I feel like it needs a gay version is because in the movie, there were like these two gays randomly at a party that were yeah. like um, comic relief basically. And they're just like, oh, well, you know, gay signals are like nothing like straight relationships. Yeah. And I was just like, well, that's so not true. Because, like, I saw myself in, like, every relationship in the yeah. movie. I was like, we need a gay, like, um, period. So, we need a gay, period. We need a gay. <laughs> that's that's going to be my slogan for that's now. That's the name of this episode. Yeah. Literally, we need a gay. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> um, awesome. So that's two, three. Well, no, that was three. I lied. I can't oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Awesome. Uh, the next two questions I like to ask everybody just to get to know them a little bit more um, and also talk a little bit about mental health. First one, who inspires you? Mm. Myself, because I rewoke. So many. <laughs> <laughs> I get a gay version of my best friend's buddy. You know? Um, <laughs> no. um, who? That is such a good question. And I feel like it's the corniest answer but it's the first thing that came to my head so i'm gonna say it and that would be my nephew and my niece oh, i thought you were gonna be like oprah <laughs> <laughs> um just because like you know like they're so young and pure yeah. and sweet and like happy and it's You're like, like just wait until you pay taxes kids i know <laughs> <laughs> 
give it a few more years. But uh, it's like such a reminder of like, you know, we are all born with the capacity for joy and optimism and like everything. And it's just crazy how we forget that as adults because of taxes and many other things presidential elections and (laughs) pandemics and shit you know i feel like that with my nieces and every two i'm like oh you're so pure and innocent and i and then i'm like "Mm, it's been a while i don't want kids (laughs) i don't i don't like this y'all can go home now yeah (laughs) very much like i have the threshold and yeah (laughs) i'm like you mean you don't want to eat corn dogs every day well this is boring (laughs) Okay. What do you mean you don't want to watch what I want to watch? <laughs> they also make me feel old when I'm like, hey, do you want to watch this movie? And the parent trap is one. Oh. A classic. And they said, classic. this is an old movie. We can tell. And I was like, old. Oh my God. <laughs> what is your age when this came out? <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Straight for the jugular. Um, yeah. and it, the next question, though, it is mental health month as well, too. So this kind of feeds into it. But I always like to ask anything that you're willing to share that you do to keep your mental health in check. So, oh, my God, so much, because like I was saying, especially that <laughs> the process of like this book, right. being up in particular, but just even every that was day. a hard pregnancy for you. <laughs> hard pregnancy um, and bed rest. <laughs> Right. And peppered with like so much failure. I feel like this industry, like it will destroy anyone's mental health. Like I have author friends who have literally like had to like have literally gone on meds just because of like what they're dealing with. And but anyway, um, my recipe for dealing with uh, mental health struggles is running. Mm. Um, I... Typically, I try to do at least 20 to 28 miles a week. Um, And it's like, it's one of the, (laughs) and I mean, I eat like insane and drink. I do like like 28 to 29 episodes a week or something. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's the the crazy thing. People, I'll be like, oh, I went on a seven mile run today. And people are like, oh my God. But then I'm like, but I also drank like (laughs) half a gallon of beer and ate a cheeseburger. Um, (laughs) At the same time. (laughs) Right. But, um, but yeah, I feel like, like I, it's to the point where like, if I don't run for like more than two days in a row, I can actively like feel my, and like my whole, just like, I'm just in a horrible mood. And it's one of those things where I'm like, like the only motivation I have to do it is because I know that if I don't do it, I'm going to feel like shit. Um, (laughs) so definitely running. Um, I want to say like meditation, but I'm not very great at it. Like I do a lot of, because I run so much, I do a lot of stretching and like, that's kind of like my meditation moment. Um, but you know, it only lasts like five minutes. Um, but I do feel like it helps center me. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. When I am, when I am stretching, um, and then just like, I guess it goes hand in hand with running. It's just like being outside. Yeah. Um, and, and then I could give a whole list of things that like are horrible for my mental health that I do anyway. Yeah. (laughs) But we we won't get into that. (laughs) Yeah. I I do allow myself though. Sometimes that I'm like, "Mm, I feel kind of sad. I will watch the saddest movie or listen to the saddest album Right, and just let myself cry, and then I'm like, "All right, I'm good. I got it out my system." <laughs> like, 
that's one thing too that bonds me with people like what movies make you cry because <laughs> mm-hmm. such an empath I'm he's like, just not that into you but in different ways <laughs> yeah in different ways <laughs> yeah i don't know maybe because you were going you said you watched it when and you saw yourself how i watched it when i was going through the start of my divorce so i was like <laughs> i hate all these men i don't trust any oh, of them oh my god maybe, yeah maybe i need to rewatch it now that I, you know <laughs> that's cleared up <laughs> i remember watching it like ill why is she doing like everyone like literally i, mean, I was like <laughs> yeah it definitely is a movie where like most people suck and but then again that's something people say about my books so maybe, no. maybe that's just my taste is like stories where the characters are irredeemable um <laughs> yeah it's, but uh I'll go or rewatch it maybe, and I want to be like that was the best. <laughs> you might love it. Yes, it could. It could spring. I mean, there's, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just saying it might become your new fave. Yeah, we'll see. I'll I'll keep you posted. <laughs> don't hold your breath though. Right? Um, besides, he's just not that into you. I always like to ask some other recommendations: uh, movies, music, television shows, podcasts, or books that you're obsessed with doesn't have to be anything new anything that anytime you have a moment you're like you need to put this in your life people oh my gosh okay so much um so movies lately i've been um and i mean not just lately because i've always been a huge horror fan but um like i'm i feel like my love of horror has like escalated in recent years um, so I've been like rewatching all of my favorite horror movies. Like, uh, within the past couple of years, I've probably like rewatched Psycho like 10 times, The Shining 10 times, <laughs> like all the horror classics are yeah. like, I'm obsessed with. Um, and like Damn. to the point where, uh, like in our basement, we have this really long hallway and, and three dead bodies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and actually four, uh, no, um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh so like the previous owners who built the house they um in that hallway they had a like a gallery of art oh, uh-uh. <laughs> i was like what are we gonna put there because we're definitely not like art, art gallery people um so what i did was i got like these giant prints of stills from like all the classic horror movies and framed them and so it's like a horror hallway so I we would, have I'm like down for it it's so fun. It's like Norman Bates, Jack Torrance, Michael Myers, Casey Becker from Scream. Um, like I didn't know who Casey Becker was. Scream is my absolute favorite. <laughs> I'm a huge horror. Buff. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, you would love the horror hallway. It's so oh, yeah. Um, I'm like I'm sad that I don't I don't really go in the basement that much because that's where my partner's office is. So like he gets to walk through it every morning. But that's not <laughs> and, like fun. my office is upstairs. <laughs> But uh, hey, I think we should switch. (laughs) And I fought for the non-basement office when we moved in, but that was like, damn it, horror hallway. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But anyway, so uh, yeah, horror a lot, and then book-wise, I've actually really been getting um. So I don't know if you. This is another author I was really into in college when like the gay options were limited. Um. But Stephen McCauley, have you read any of his? No. I feel like that's I know that name, but then again, my name's Steven, so I could be that. that... <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's a great name, right? I mean, love the first name. Yeah, he 
it's interesting. So he's been around, his first book came out, like, I think it was in the late eighties or early nineties. And um, it was called the object of my affection. It was turned into a movie with uh, Jennifer Aniston in the nineties and Paul Rudd, where Paul Rudd played gay. Oh, which I don't, if you which haven't, is a dream, <laughs> a dream. And it's such a good movie and it's an even better book. And, um, and so that was like the book that, that got me into him. And then recently I was like, what, like what else has he written? Because like after Object of My Affection, I never really yeah. heard from him yeah. again. But it turns out he has published like five books since then. And um I've read a couple of them and they're all really good. One is called Insignificant Others. Um, and they're all like starring a gay man. Um, his most recent is called My Ex-Life, which I really loved. And it's about like an older gay um who used to be married to a woman like forever ago. And uh, but then he came out and like now he's like living his gay life. But then yeah. it happens and like she comes back into his life and it's this whole messy drama. Oh yeah. Um, so all of his books are like a gay man going through some kind of messy drama. And um, so it's a gay life, <laughs> you know, and uh, and he was doing it like before this like golden age of gay fiction. So I've been really like when I need a um, a comfort read that I also mm -hmm. find like inspiration in as like in my own work i i always um i've been turning to him lately um and then like i said earlier ellen now that it's summertime i'm gonna the good thing about ellen is she has like 30 her backlist is massive like she's written like 30 novels oh um gosh. and i've probably only read like 10 or 12 of them because i just started reading her just like a dozen uh, whatever <laughs> i like i just started reading her like three years ago so um at like whenever summer hits that's when i'm yeah. like dive into i need all of these yeah you know solid choice i'll have to look up steven because it's a great does he spell yes. with a ph or a v though he is a ph nope he's dead to me yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> but i would recommend i would say start with object in my affection okay um, and then watch the movie. I was going to say, and then I'll watch the movie. Because yes. I love both of them, so. So, so good. Paul Rudd, gay. The end. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jennifer Aniston is his roommate. It's like such a perfect 90s. Vibe, yeah. Oh, some, of, some of them I don't think would survive these days, but. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but. <laughs> Love a good 90s movie. Uh, before we go, I want to give you the opportunity to uh, plug any projects, which mainly the book, I'm sure. Um, but then also <laughs> let people know where they can find you on social media um, or your address. <laughs> if yeah, people go so, to your um... place, walk through the horror hall and send me pictures, y'all. <laughs> garage code is <laughs> right. 666. Right. <laughs> um... <laughs> So the gay best friend comes out May 30th. I don't know when this episode comes out, but this um, episode is going to be out on May 31st. Nice. So it is out now. It's out. It's one day old. <laughs> you know, and I have a launch tonight um, right. in Saratoga. If anybody lives in the upstate New York area um, and online, mainly I used to be like a big tweeter, but I haven't tweeted in like a year. Yeah, it's uh, so I won't even share my Twitter handle, but uh, on Instagram, it's, it's at 666. Right. <laughs> it's at Norman Bates. Uh, right. no. It's uh, so on Instagram, I'm at uh, Nick Dinamizio Books. 
N-I-C-D-I-D-O-M-I-Z-I-O books. Uh, and then my website, nicholasdemizio.com. Um, and I'm not really on anything else. I kind of, I do have a newsletter, uh, nicknews.substack.com maybe, or Substack, but it's called Nick News. Um, and I don't know. I've been like, people say to join TikTok, but I feel like I can't. Are you on TikTok? Uh, yeah, TikTok is my life. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah. I like not so that I have a lot of followers or views or anything, but like I followed on the rabbit hole on like, TikTok. That's what I'm like afraid of. Like, and I also feel like I join the dark know side. How to use it, like it's. I'm sure it's intuitive because I see them posted on like Instagram, like reposted. Oh on other no! See, this is, I make fun of my boyfriend because he watches reels on instagram and i'm like i saw that on tiktok two weeks ago i was gonna say like (laughs) right i'm like okay this says tiktok on it so i i'm guessing it's just especially if you like horror that's how i find like all the trailers for new Uh horror movies and everything they're like on tiktok here you go and true crime because i'm a big true crime person right and books i mean like and books too yeah people whose books somehow like blow up there seem to be doing extremely well exactly um, but uh yeah so maybe i'll join i don't know peer pressure <laughs> i'll i'll give it a go and um be one of you know but i feel like so many authors have done that you know like they've joined just because they've heard it's like good for books and then it's like yeah but then maybe it works for them i don't know yeah. so tbd if i have a TikTok yeah. handle if i do i'll end up being nick dimizio books <laughs> i was gonna say if, if it's if he has a TikTok at the end of, by the time this episode's out, I'll I know, it. right? Like, literally, the description. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I feel like it's one of those things, though, kind of like Vine or any of those platforms oh. that come out for like, Vine. and they're hot for a year or two, and then it's like, goodbye. Yeah. Oh my God. I had a friend whose sister became like a massive celebrity on Vine. And then I don't even know, um, which I feel like would be harder to do because it started out. You had like six seconds entertain yeah. us. So <laughs> like, now she became huge on Vine. She like moved to LA and got like an agent and all this stuff. She was like a celebrity in that world for like a minute. Um, and then she became embroiled with scandal with another Vine star, and it was a whole thing. And then Vine shut down. And I love a good influencer yeah. battle. I eat that <laughs> shit up like I. I'm like, whose side am I taking? <laughs> it was a whole thing. Um, that just took me back to 20. 20- yeah. Oh my gosh, it was that long ago. Gross. It was that, yeah. It was it was, yeah. it was a minute ago. Well, <laughs> now that I realize how old I am now, uh, I do want to thank you again uh for taking time and chatting. I'm super excited for the book. Once I get thank settled you. in the movie, <laughs> I'll be sure to read it and um Thank you so much. I'm going to literally like go yell at my publicist because I thought you had an arc, but it's fine. You'll, (laughs) well, I guess at this point, the book's already out, but (laughs) um... yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So now you can have one without typos. So it's, it all worked out. Um, But thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Of course. Yes. And maybe you can come back for your next book because that's what I keep doing with authors. I collect them like of midi stories. I would love, I would love to do that. We will have so much to discuss. Okay, good. I'm excited. Well, (laughs) I'll give you time back in your day. Uh, (laughs) Again, I appreciate it and stay safe out there. Thank you. (laughs) 
definitely gives a beach read vibe, especially the cover. I love covers. So I can go check out The Gay Best Friend. And if you have a gay best friend or you are the gay best friend, this is a must. Or else Pride will be canceled for you. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, all month long, I've been coming to you with famous quotes from famous people, real or not, uh, indirectly or directly dealing with mental health. Which today, it's a very probably indirectly, but kind of directly as well, too. That comes from the queen, Lizzo. And it is. I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% that bitch. My hope for you and challenge for you is to always be 100% that bitch when it comes to your mental health. And make sure that you are on point with it, on par, Check in with yourself, all that good shit. Think about that. Wonder about that. Ponder that over while you enjoy this week's slash episode. It's really episode because there's two episodes out. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, meditation minute. Try to save it there, my bad. Shout out to new gay friend, Nick, who I am super excited for this book. Um, again, go check it out. Thank you again for coming on. I am putting his information also. So you can go follow him on Instagram and, you know, get updates and shit like that because there's more books to come, which is always fun. And yeah, guess what? It's almost Pride Month. So we love you, Mental Health Awareness Month, but... Pride Month is right around the corner, and I have some good episodes for you, maybe one or two from the vault. <laughs> yeah, I'm living my best Taylor Swift fantasy, you know? Uh, thank you for listening to this episode. Please share it, give me reviews, all that good, fun stuff. And, you know, you can follow me <laughs> at Sir Steven Rice on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I almost said LinkedIn, but I'm no, that's nope, not who I am on LinkedIn. Sorry. Uh, yeah, but go follow me and like my stuff and share. That'd be great. This is so much fun. I'm glad that I'm back doing podcasts. Sorry that I took some time off, but not really because, again, check in with yourself and your mental health and keep it in check. Go read all the gay books. 
And if you or anybody you know is struggling and needs a little extra pick-me-up slash help, you can always call or text 988. They're open 24-7. Somebody will be there to talk to you, guide you, because life is hard. But be 100% that bitch and take control over your mental health. Stay safe out there. Until next time, have a fantastic day or week or year or whatever. All of it.